Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day 122, looking at 1 Samuel 8 and 9, and then Acts chapter 16 and the first 15 verses. First, let's head to the book of 1 Samuel. Chapter 8 brings about the demand from the people of Israel. You see, ever since Moses and Joshua, the people have been unhappy. They want a leader. They want someone to follow, someone to inspire and protect the people. The issue is, they already have that in God. God is their king. He protects them and inspires them. He provides a promised land and he brings about blessing in their lives. It is God that should be honoured as a king and God should get the final authority over the people. Yet the people want a person. They want to have a king on a throne before them. They're not rejecting Samuel or even his sons. They're rejecting God himself. They are replacing an eternal king for a mortal, earthly and ultimately a sinful king. And who would be that king? Saul. And notice what we are immediately told. He is very tall and very handsome. He certainly seems to fit the bill. They wanted someone that they could worship, and Saul certainly looked right. The striking thing, though, in this passage is that it was God who led Samuel to pick Saul as the king over the people. It was God that honoured the request of the people. You see, even when the people were rejecting God, the Lord was still working through his plan. And seeing this rejection, he allowed Saul to be chosen as king, and even in that, God would somehow be glorified. What is very telling in this passage is the rejection of God for human wisdom and sovereignty. The encouragement, or rather I should say the challenge, is obvious. We are not to trade God for anyone or anything. Nothing is worthy to replace God. Nothing deserves more attention, more focus and more glory than the Lord himself. Let's head into our New Testament passage and into Acts 16, where we read that the Apostle Paul was travelling to Europe, specifically a place called Macedonia, on his second missionary journey. Paul was in Antioch, travelling to Derby and Lystra, where Timothy was converted through Paul's ministry and joined Paul's second missionary journey. Paul writes in 1 Timothy 1 that Timothy is a true child in faith, meaning that Timothy became a Christian through the preaching of Paul, and Paul was now his spiritual father. I want you to consider Acts 16.4. During the time of the early church, theological questions would come up. Instead of having internal debates going around in circles, the questions would be sent to the elders and apostles in the Jerusalem council for consideration. Paul and Timothy would then travel through the region to deliver these answers, and we read that they travelled to Iconium and Antioch, updating the churches on the answers to these theological questions. We continue to read in Acts 16 that the capital of Macedonia is Thessalonica. However, outside of Thessalonica, the area was split up into districts, and one such district was the prominent one of Philippi. Now, Philippi was a Roman colony and was well known to be a commercial hub because of its nearby gold and silver mines. The city also didn't necessarily have a significant Jewish community. However, there were Jewish people there. And what we read is that the ministry of the Apostle Paul was brought to a woman called Lydia, a wealthy and devout Jewish woman. And she becomes a Christian through the ministry of the Apostle Paul. And we'll soon learn that these early conversations would lead to a small house church based in Lydia's home. We're reminded in this passage that God has a plan, not just for our local setting, but for further afield. He needs gospel-believing followers to go into these areas and preach the gospel. There are people waiting to hear, waiting to respond, waiting to join the family of God. My father used to say, there are those people who go and those who fund others to go. So today, consider, are you going for Jesus or are you supporting for Jesus? 
What is clear is that you cannot be indifferent to the need to take the gospel further than your own local setting. You either go or you support others to go. Let's pray about these things. Father, we do pray that as we come to your word once again today, that we take the challenges and encouragement seriously. Father, let us never trade you for any mortal being. Let us be solely focused on you and focused on that eternal plan of salvation through Jesus. And Father, we pray that we would have the energy, the focus, the boldness to take the gospel message beyond our local setting and to help support those who are already doing so. And so, Father, we pray this in your name. Amen.